0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova, who is back. You might have noticed her missing for a few weeks. You're just listening to two white guys talking about apps. Now we have the definitive expert back with us to add that that app flavor we've been looking the for. The je ne sais quoi. The je ne sais quoi.
1: I feel like this is a lot to live up to today now.
0: <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> First
1: day back, and this, this is what I'm coming home oh to. Oh my God,
0: it's been so bland. <laughs> Believe and me. And go. And go. Uh, we have a lot to talk about on today's program. This is the App Show. We talk about all the latest and greatest apps that are out there, tips and tricks, and uh, you need to listen to this program. Today, we've uh, got uh, a guest on to talk about... Amazon uh, Alexa and all the new devices coming out. Alexa enabled microwaves and clocks and everything in between. Crazy.
2: Yeah, they're putting Alexa into just about everything. I, I, don't I haven't really... seen the toilet yet. Well, I oh, don't, I, don't, I don't want it in the toilet. Christina?
1: Yeah. I, my take on this is that Alexa's probably going to be recording you pee because you know that she does that whenever she feels well, like it. Well, she's waiting
0: for the, the pee command. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa flush. Alexa flush. Alexa flush twice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, and seen. Uh,
0: well, some toilets, you can do that. Well, you, you can, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, within the year, there will be an Amazon
2: Alexa toilet. The perfect partnership between American Standard. Yes. Alexa and Dyson.
1: Did you guys save your best stuff for my first day back here?
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, it's
1: pretty Obviously. weak. Obviously.
0: It's We're, pretty weak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have our weekly uh, Hot Five app countdown this week. It's uh, the Hot Five uh, memory training apps this is uh great if you want to keep your brain stimulated and alive Mm -hmm. keep you going well into your golden years
2: yeah like my early 40s yes yeah you need this working on it yes
0: uh, let's start with some of the app news out there. The big uh, news this week: Apple has launched its new operating system, the new macOS Mojave, for uh, all the Macs out there that are, uh, I think, six years old or younger. Back to 2012. So if you got that's a, pretty
2: good. Yeah, I've got an I've got a late 2012 iMac that I bought. Uh, obviously, late 2012, and I I stacked this thing. It's got 32 gigs of RAM. It's got the one terabyte Fusion drive. It had the two gigabyte video card. Uh the biggest problem with this thing is I don't have a reason to upgrade. Like it actually, it actually works like it did day one. That's fantastic. It, it's 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 terrible. I want to buy a new computer. Well, you can. Apple
0: will let you. Apple will let me. Let's look at some of the features. So, uh, if you are running a Mac right now that's uh, less than six years old, uh, here are some of the features that uh, we we like. For me, uh, I thought was cool. Continuity Camera. So, if you have a Mac and you have an iPhone, you can use your iPhone to just, I guess, easily just get the picture right into your favorite. Uh, Uh, Apple Mail Program, Pages, uh, any of the stock Apple apps, simply by right-clicking inside that app, one of the options there now will be to add a picture from your iPhone, whether that's a document you've scanned with the, the iPhone or a picture you've taken. Yeah, so
2: this is actually, this comes in part and parcel with uh, a lot of the uh, continuity features that are capable on most of these computers. My iMac actually is the only one right now that doesn't do the unlock with Apple Watch, which actually uses the same radio as all of this stuff. So it's kind of cool because your computer knows when your phone's around. Yes. And it can basically use that camera. And it saves you all that time and all that energy of taking pictures and, you know, emailing them, emailing it to yourself, which I do all the time, airdropping it. So great little feature there. A uh, big one for me, uh, for, for Mojave, is dark mode. Uh, I, I, Christina I, would love that. She loves the dark. Dark things that are dark.
1: Like she, my heart. Dark. Is that where you're going with this? Dracula?
0: <laughs> Today, yes, your heart is dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this little cloud. <laughs> Not wanting to be away from her vacation. I think. Uh,
2: uh, people of Bulgaria, what have you done? <laughs> so dark mode. <laughs> um, it, it, it's kind of great because uh, we've all probably used night shift on our phones. And they had Night Shift that came to Mac OS, which was basically it would take that, that blue-hued light that your screens would put out, and it would warm that up. So later in the evening, uh, you would get fewer of those blue, those blue tones. It's a warmer picture. So it's actually easier to get to sleep. Um, so, you know, Night Shift is cool, but you still, you, you open up your email, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning because you can't sleep. And there's this boom, this bright white. It doesn't matter that you've got Night Shift on. It's just still this massive flash of white, um, so, what dark mode has done is they've actually moved a lot of these apps so that they actually have a dark background. This is a great feature. So, if you're using it in the evening, or if you um, you know are using it in the wee hours in the morning, or if you just have a dark spot inside you where you yes. need dark mode. Um,
0: this is, this is actually really They're making a big deal out of this feature. Yeah. So I, I know a lot of people uh, were looking forward to this. So uh, again, you can go into the general uh, settings and, and find it there. So, this
1: feature actually does help you focus in on what you're working on as well because it does fade some of the menus and things out for you. Uh, so you can uh, actually focus on the application you're working on.
2: Getting stuff done. Yeah. It's funny. So I actually went back to uh, the original uh, OS X beta back in 2000. And one of the first feature requests that was posted on Usenet was Dark Mode. 18 years later. 18 years. We finally have to, thank, The technology now. Thanks, Apple. To make we, things dark.
1: We have the technology to change colors.
0: That's right. Yes. <laughs> it's finally here. Okay, so uh, one other feature before we move on to some of the other news. Stacks. Yeah. So if you've looked at anyone that has a Mac and their desktop, it's usually disgustingly littered with 3 million icons. And everyone anyone apologizes of- for it.
1: And anyone who works in our company where the company storage system does not always work.
0: <laughs> it's, it's eclectic. I've seen your desktop. It's dirty. It's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. You, I know. It's a mess. I, because I, I, ho- I hope I don't, you have a beautiful mind because if not... It's a cry for help. Like, we need to get you help. Well, that's why Stacks is here. Yes. So explain
2: Stacks. I actually
1: have resorted recently to just making a random folder on my desktop and putting everything in there just so that people...
0: What do you call (laughs) that folder? It's called desktop. Everybody has this folder. No, I have, you know, mine's called stuff. Stuff. Yeah. And then every about six months I go in there, I'm like, oh, I can delete that, delete that.
2: The best part is when you actually get Stuff Inception, where it's basically you, you you do this and then you do it again. You take the old Stuff folder with the stuff that's on your desktop and put it into the new Stuff folder. So you go in and you've actually got
0: like six Stuff folders okay, deep. So sadly, I have done that. Yeah. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. So Stacks is actually, it's a much, it's a much better way around this. You yes. You can dump Christina, these files.
0: Christina, you need to use this.
2: I do need to use this. <laughs> so you can dump your files onto your desktop. Yes. And it will, by using metadata, it will figure out you know, if it's a photo, if it's a document, it puts it into a stack of stuff. Yes. And so there's just one icon there. And now you can basically uh, put your cursor over it, and it explodes the stack it and unstacks you sees it. all of these things. Yes. Um, I know, personally, I use a lot of tags in OS X, or pardon me, in Mac OS, so it actually helps me organize that way. But the more metadata that you put into a file, the more easily you're going to find it. And Stacks is kind of a new, interesting way to do that. And it keeps your desktop clean.
0: How delightful.
1: I won't be embarrassed in front of clients anymore when they see my I know, desktop. It's like,
0: it is like crazy. Like, I didn't know you could have that many icons on the desktop.
1: Well, back, back in the they, day, they spill over into my second monitor. This no, is I know. how bad things I know. are. That's,
0: that's how bad. Well, this was the thing.
2: Back in the day, you used to be able to have separate desktops, and your icons would only show up on the first one. So you could just swipe to a new desktop.
1: It doesn't work anymore. And it,
2: and, but now they show up everywhere. It's like they're following me.
0: Stacks. Let's move on to some other uh, news stories. You're listening to the App Show today. We're talking about uh, App News. Apple kills sex, drugs, and violence, an upcoming TV series. So uh, this uh, is something that Apple's getting into, producing their own content. There's rumors that they're going to have their own streaming service down the road. Uh, But uh, it's coming out, uh, and I don't know if it's true or not, that Tim Cook is, uh, uh, I guess, a little cautious about uh, some of the more violent Tendencies in content.
1: You know what I found interesting about this? It's not just violent content and inappropriate content, but he's also taking a hard line on making the content very positive, which is uh, an interesting move.
0: So it has to be positive.
1: Yeah, so he's sort of uh, backing away from edgier type content.
2: Then we're going to do a show about Dr. Dre called Vital Science, which, I mean, obviously, Dr. Dre's life has not been the most rosy and sunshine place to be. No. Uh, so sex, drugs, and whatnot. Um, and yeah, so basically back. Does this remind anybody of Demolition Man?
0: You remember in there where everyone has to have a Joy Joy Day?
2: That's kind of what that feels like. Is that to me. the
0: Sylvester Stallone Sylvester Stallone, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was good. And the, the big restaurant, uh, fancy one was Taco Bell? All restaurants are now Taco Bell.
2: Yes. This is actually one of
0: the greatest movies of all time, just so we're I'm going to watch that again. It's so good. This weekend. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, kind of a, an interesting story that we're looking at. Let's uh, just say bad move for Apple on this one.
2: You know what, guys? The world is not a pretty place. We need to acknowledge that.
0: Okay, here's another thing about passwords. Microsoft ditches passwords for online apps. What does that
2: mean? So basically what they're doing, and they've actually done this with a couple of different applications so far, where instead of using a password to log in, it's tied into a mobile device. The mobile device basically gives you the authentication to log into the app. So you go to log in, it sends a notification to your your phone, you click authorize, and it then lets you into the app. Kind of a slick little feature.
1: Is there gonna be a code associated with this though? Because I run into this with Apple because sometimes my iCloud gets disconnected or whatever on my iPad, and then it sends a code to my iPhone that I'm supposed to append to my iCloud password, except that code sometimes arrives way too late. And so then I have all these notifications on my iPad where I can't get into anything.
2: So if this doesn't work, apparently what will happen is it is actually generating a code on the screen, where if you can't click authorize, it will actually let you put that in. But instead of using a many-time-use password, it's a one-time-use password every time. This is actually, I mean, we've we've seen this with RSA keys, and we've seen this with the iCloud security key. Two-factor authentication is kind of the thing. This is basically moving two-factor from password and code to device and code, or device and uh, approval process. So it's actually pretty slick. Um, I've used this with a couple of different types of things. Um, for, For one, I play a lot of video games. And so Blizzard, one of the biggest companies on the planet, they make Overwatch, and uh, they've published, um, along with Activision, uh, Destiny, and a few others. Um, So their app actually has the ability to do that, and it will send a note through to my Apple Watch, and I can either put the code in, or I can just click authorize. And whatever I'm trying to authorize, it will authorize at that time. So very neat little way
0: of going about it. Slick. I like it. Cool. Let's move on now and learn something about uh, our iPhones. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do we got, Graham?
2: So this week we're actually going to go back to Siri because everyone loves Siri, but sometimes Siri isn't always right. And I came up with this tip uh, a little bit earlier because I was trying to contact you. <laughs> okay. And uh, for whatever reason, Siri, in some, somewhere along the way, forgot that your name was Egerbo and started calling you Mike Agerbo. Yes. So when you get that, when you say, uh, hey Siri, call Mike Egerbo. Yes. Uh, As she it is knows. now, yeah. <laughs> uh, and she says, calling Mike Gerbo, you can actually say, that's not how you pronounce that. When? Basically, just hit the button and say, that's not how you pronounce that.
0: Wow, okay.
2: And she'll ask you, how do you pronounce it? You'll get the opportunity then to pronounce the name that, the way that's supposed to be said. Say that back to her a couple of times. And she'll confirm it. And now we've actually got Mike Eggerbo in my phone instead of Mike Does Egerbeau. this
1: work on things like Apple Maps? Because has anyone noticed that they really mispronounce a lot of street names? So this is the
2: crazy thing. 8th Street in New West. Um, as you're coming up to it from Columbia, make a right turn onto Eth Street. The second that you're on it, stay on 8th Street. Ets. F. Etz. F. So what you need the to do. The one that
1: kills me is Lockheed Highway. Lockheed G- Highway.
0: Or, yeah, I can't remember what they call Gallardi. Yeah, Gilardi. Yeah, Gallardi. Yeah.
2: That's a good one. Um, what you need to do with that is actually submit a report to Apple. So you can click on the road, uh, press and hold. That's what I'm going to do.
1: Well, I, <laughs> because, uh, I have you know, all I some the free time, time I'm going to contact Apple. Yes. About, okay, so let's face it. Especially if, while I'm driving. If you're,
2: if you're on low heat highway, you're probably stuck in traffic right now. So maybe pull off to the side of the road and do you that. You have
1: a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when well, we come back from the
1: break, more
0: apps to talk about here on the App Show. You're listening to App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Still lots more to talk about. We are going to be finding out more about the Amazon Alexa announcement of all the new gadgets that uh, Amazon announced last week that have Alexa built into them. Everything from microwaves to wall clocks. Mm. It's crazy. Digital assistants with uh, their voice uh, skills and activations are like the new voice apps. Yeah. Essentially. Anyway, uh, we've got Patrick O'Rourke on from Mobile Syrup. He'll be telling us what's going to be available in Canada, and not a lot. (laughs) So, as as always, I want to talk right now about uh, downloading. You know, a lot of people now are getting their content through streaming subscriptions, especially younger people. Still, there's cable. Uh, Shaw, us, Rogers, they've got their cable subscriptions. Uh, they've made it a lot easier to get that content while you're on the go on your tablet and your phones, which I think is great. But again, a lot of people still download. A lot of people are still downloading illegally. Recently, uh, Rogers, uh, Rogers had petitioned uh, the courts uh, to say that they want to be compensated to have to look up people's information from the movie studios that are basically asking for it. Uh, the movie studios uh, consistently uh, go to the BitTorrent sites where people are downloading stuff. They get people's IP addresses. And again, everyone's got an IP address for their, their home router, uh, but they don't know who you are. They just know the number. So they know that uh, there's this number. They know that you're with Rogers or Telus or Shaw. And so they go to your service provider and say, hey, we want to know who this is exactly, their name and address so that we can go after them. Well, up until this point, Rogers uh, has said, no. We want to be compensated. The Supreme Court now has ruled, yes, you should be compensated. Rogers wants 100 bucks an hour to manually find your name and address to provide the studios.
2: Yeah, and, and so th- that actual number will not be decided until later. No. But Rogers is saying 100 bucks, which, I mean, is basically their way of saying to the studios, this is a pain in the butt for us. We don't want to do it, so we're going to charge you out the yin-yang for it. Yeah, they say it's an eight-step process. Of course Although it is. they have
0: an automated process to send out notices to people. Yeah, that are doing this. They, they send out, I think, a couple hundred thousand the, on a monthly basis. The process is double-clicking four times, I think.
2: But... It, it, this is really not something that costs Roger's time and money to do, but good yeah. on them for standing up for a little bit of consumer privacy Yes, here. Um, IP addresses are interesting because that IP address can be dynamic, right? Like It's yes. assigned to you by your ISP, and it's yours for a period of time, but they can change, which is why linking an IP address up to you at a given time can be something that's they're looking to do. They want to say, basically, the crime was committed on Tuesday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was at this IP address. Who had that IP address? Because Graham Williams. We want to take them to court. Uh, and so, you know, this is the type of thing where I'm looking at it and going, this strategy has been such a failure for you in the United States. The only thing that actually reduced piracy was the new paradigm of streaming and digital access to content. Yes. Making right? it easy for people to pay to get these and, and so TV the, shows and movies. Here's the thing. Doctor Who. I, you know what? Come and get me, BBC. I used to pirate Doctor Who. I don't anymore. Do you know why? Because you can get it. I buy it on iTunes and I have it literally, I can wait one day. I get it the next day. And every episode I get, week after week, and I don't have to worry about downloading it from some shady site. If you want to do this, piracy, Gabe Newell from Valve said, is a customer service issue. Price it right, make it available, and people will stop stealing your stuff. Stop worrying about trying to prosecute the people that were never
0: going to buy it anyway. Well, good on Rogers for standing up for that. Uh, it'll make it harder for the movie studios because they're not just gonna go after one person and i'm I'm betting as Rogers is saying it's gonna take an hour for each person that mm-hmm. they, they look up. Uh, they go after tens of thousands of people, so as you can imagine, times a hundred bucks an hour, that's gonna add up really quick. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that all plays out. When we come back from the break, we still have a lot more to talk about on the App Show here. We're going to do our Hot 5 App Countdown. We'll also be finding out all the new gadgets that Amazon has announced with Alexa built in. Microwaves, clocks, streaming devices, new subwoofer. You'll find out what's available in Canada. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Before we get to our Hot 5 App Countdown, which this week is... The hot five uh, brain and memory training apps in honor of Alzheimer's week. This is great for keeping the brain active and healthy. Yeah. So great for everyone, really. Yeah. Before we get there, let's get our Facebook tip of the week. Graham, what do we got? Our Facebook tip of the week is actually kind of
2: a good one if you're feeling philanthropic and trying to help out uh, the people around you. And this is creating a fundraiser. So a fundraiser. Yeah, so you do this actually on Facebook, on the web. It's, you can't actually access this right now through the, uh, through the mobile app. But on the website, uh, basically on the left-hand explore side, uh, actually, no, I, I beg your pardon, they've actually added this into the menu um, of the mobile app. Uh, you'll see a fundraiser icon. So it's a little gold coin with a heart in the middle. And so this basically allows you to create a crowdsourced um, uh, campaign where you can create uh, a place for people to donate and so you'll be able to advertise this, uh, share it uh, to, uh, to friends and family, and be able to link with a checking account through Facebook, where you can actually go through and um, and create a personal fundraiser. Now, this is not a tax-deductible thing unless you've registered with a charity after the fact, and you would actually have to issue the receipts that way if you're going to do that. Facebook won't do it there. But it's a great way to fundraise for uh, people who are in need. And it's called Facebook Fundraiser? It's called called Fundraising fundraising yeah that's cool so only available on the web yes well no it's actually on the uh it's on the mobile apps now it's in the menu but it's tucked away uh under the menu versus being in the explore rail uh
0: on the web cool cool the weekly app hot five yes it's time for the hot five app countdown this week it's the uh, hot five brain training apps so did i get that right you did cool uh this is uh in honor of alzheimer's week yeah uh this is uh top five apps to help keep the brain healthy and uh, alert. We're going to start with uh, number five, Luminosity, which is a very popular app.
2: Yeah, so Luminosity basically is a free download. Uh, it is a brain training app that challenges your memory, your attention, your mental flexibility, problem solving, and processing speed with 40 timed brain games. So this is based on research from hundreds of international scientists. Um, the Luminosity team uses the data to create... Uh, you know, new apps and, and new games that basically will help keep you a little bit more limber mentally. So there's a Lumosity fit test to de- to gauge your cognitive strengths and weakness, weaknesses, and you'll get a score uh, that will give you some brain analysis that you can work on. So the premium version of Lumosity is $16.99 a month. Uh, there are some people that dispute how effective this can be, but I think uh, any exercise for your brain can be can't a hurt. Good exercise it right? can't hurt, right?
0: Yes. Number four here on uh, the top five brain training apps. And I see ads for this all the time. Apparently, it's uh, popular as well. It's called Blinkist. This app is a secret to personal professional, uh, secret to personal professional uh, development for a busy person, like the Cole's Notes of the Future. Blinks detail only the key ideas and insights from best-selling nonfiction distilled by experts into bite-sized text and audio. Now it's possible to consume any book in 15 minutes or less. Anyone can read several books a day. Over 2,500 titles in business, personal growth, biographies, history, communication skills, leadership, inspiration, psychology, you name it, they've got it. And again, this is basically kind of Coles Noting, uh, really popular books. Yeah, it feels like they take out the vowels. (laughs) Take out the (laughs) <laughs> yeah. There's a seven-day free trial, and a membership subscription is uh, well worth it, according to them. Yes, and there, but here's the thing. This is not a cheap service. This is $69 a month. Yes. Premium, $109 a month. And that's based on how many titles you consume. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. But, but... I mean, if you were really into uh, self-improvement uh, and you want to condense that time frame, (laughs) who knows? might be worth it. What's your time worth, right? Well, you get a seven-day free trial, so check that out. Number three on the Hot 5 App Countdown this week, we're talking about top five brain training apps, is Peak.
2: Yeah, so this is from the folks at peak.net, and again, developed by neuroscientists and educators. It offers 40 free games. This seems to be like a key number here, uh, in a free app. So the Coach feature keeps track of all of your mental workouts, offers in-depth insights, and will track your progress, We'll give you some comparisons so that you can gamify your performance with friends and family. You can challenge people. Uh, The free versions actually be good for most people, but the advanced training plans start from about $4 a month, and they go out from there. And there's some really cool stuff. Uh, The Wizard Memory Game was developed by the professors of psychiatry at the University of Cambridge.
0: And $4 a month. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Better than $69 a month. Well, it's a little pricey, but it's not going to get you to read books in 15 minutes, so straight off here. Number two here on the top five app hot hot five app countdown can't talk today I maybe need some brain training uh, Duolingo and this is free yes this is a beautiful example of gamification that makes learning fun and addictive while Duolingo only teaches languages your brain will get plenty of exercise and memory progressive vocabulary grammar and pronunciation. Again, Duolingo is one hundred percent free forever, with no required in-app purchases or upgrades. Each lesson includes vocabulary through image identification, speaking, listening, translation, and multiple-choice challenges. So the experience of learning a new language feels strangely natural. Uh, this, uh, as of August uh, of this year, offers over thirty-seven languages, uh, and they've got over three hundred million registered users over th- across the world. Yeah. Again, Duolingo. Number one on the Hot 5 app countdown this week, brain training apps in honor of Alzheimer's. I can't even say that properly. Alzheimer's. (laughs) Maybe I haven't. (laughs) Uh, And again, uh, is Elevate.
2: Yes. So Elevate, this comes with a 14-day free trial. It's $4.99 a month, and it's a cognitive training tool designed to build communication and analytical skills. So it favors writing, speaking, uh, listening, reading, and math over broad cognitive functions. And it's a good way to improve your functional English communication skills, which... Right now, I think we could all use a hand with. Yes. So uh, some very fluid graphics and very colorful design. Um, it's actually a really beautiful app. And Apple actually selected it as app of the year uh, a little while ago. So the games are very refreshing. Um, they're directly applicable to language challenges in daily life. And uh, there's some really great choices in there. So you can pick the games that you like the best and start to uh, play a little bit that way. So that, again, is Elevate, uh, 14-day free trial, 4.99 a month.
0: Thanks, Graham. Let's switch gears now. Our gaming gears and get our game app of the week. What do we got, Graham? So the game app of the week is Evergarden. And so this is... Uh, Evergarden.
2: Yes. So there is a, a garden that you uh, that you live in and the it's got these little hexagonal plots. And there is a cat named Fen who's asking you to grow flowers. And it's a really fun game where essentially you go through and solve these puzzles to make flowers grow. Uh, you get power-ups and the more flowers you grow, the happier Fen is, the more that Fen asks you to grow flowers. This is actually, it's an endless game, and you're looking to get a high score. Um, yeah, Over time, you'll be able to find some really cool power-ups that will let you do some cool things in the garden. The thing about this game is it's absolutely beautiful. Okay. Completely stunning. Uh, it's beautiful on iPhone, but it's also really, really attractive on iPad where you've got a little bit more space to actually experience the game. Uh, so it is $6.99 Canadian. It is only available for iOS, but if you do have iOS... And you're looking at a game that uh, has a bit of a narrative to it, um, has a beautiful play space, and has a lot of
0: fun to be had. Uh, Evergarden for $6.99. When we come back from the break, more app talk here on the App Show. You're listening to the App Show on the Coors Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. Let's talk about uh, digital assistants now. Uh, The big guys out there would uh, obviously be Google with their uh, home assistant and, of course, uh, Amazon uh, with their Echo and their Alexa voice assistant. Amazon uh, had a big announcement last week. They announced all sorts of new devices that had Alexa built in, uh, a microwave, uh, for example, a wall clock, uh, and some new uh, Echo speakers as well. On the line, we've got Patrick O'Rourke who talk about some of the models coming to Canada. Thanks for joining us, Patrick.
3: No problem, thanks for having me.
0: Looks like uh, Amazon wants to jam uh, Alexa into just about everything now, eh?
3: Yeah, it it was a bit of a crazy event. I think um, there's probably a device announced every two minutes or something like that. It was (laughs) pretty hard to cover, pretty hard to keep up with. Um, But one of the things that's worth noting is not all those things that uh, Amazon showed off are coming to Canada. There's only very specific devices that are going to make their way to the Canadian market.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, They've Always announcing new stuff, but it, it, it seems that it takes a while, in some cases like a, a year or two, uh, for these devices uh, to get up uh, to the Great White North.
3: Yeah, so in, in this particular case, uh, there's a new Echo Plus, which features a built-in smart home hub. That's coming to Canada. There's a new revamped, I believe, third-generation Echo Dot. That's also coming to Canada. Um, and then... I guess the more interesting device was Amazon also revealed the Echo Sub, which is a standalone subwoofer, um, kind of an attempt by Amazon to offer, I guess, a set of devices that's sort of like what uh, Sonos does, creating this ecosystem of audio, audio products. Um, but those are the three key big ones that are coming to the, the Canadian market.
0: Yeah, it's interesting uh, when you talk about uh, sound. I think you know traditionally when you look at some of the Amazon Echo speakers, they're good, uh, but you know you wouldn't think that they're going to compete with like a, a Sono speaker or uh, any of the other high-end speakers that are out in the market. But it looks like they're really trying to get into that game now, eh?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, that's one of the things that they seem to be doing. They also finally announced that the, the Echo show is coming to the Canadian market. I believe that was revealed last year in the States. There's a sort of... Um, an Amazon Echo with a screen attached to it, I guess uh, that's a very blunt way of describing it. Um, but yeah, they, they seem to want to put Alexa um, in any device just in case it's, it's one that you're buying to create this um, comprehensive ecosystem. The sub is interesting because I think that would definitely improve the sound quality of two uh, Echo Pluses or second gen Echoes that have been paired together for stereo pairing, um, which is another new feature. They they really lack base, especially compared to the Google Home Max or Apple's offering. Um, they, so it, it might help a little bit with that, but it's kind of the type of thing where you need to you need to hear it to really see if it's if it's worth the money. Yeah, that'll
0: be interesting. The price doesn't seem that unreasonable for the uh, the sub that you're talking about. It's going to be, I think, around one hundred sixty nine dollars here in Canada, uh, which isn't too bad. But you know, definitely, if you're into audio at all, a subwoofer makes a a big difference. Uh, Going back to the uh, the show, there, um, that's that's interesting. You know, do people want to spend uh, you know more than three hundred dollars to have an Amazon uh, Alexa device that's got a screen on it? I I wonder how well it'll do.
3: I think. It's interesting. Uh, I could see it being useful for like watching YouTube or, or Netflix. Um, I'm not sure if the price tag really justifies it. Like we have laptops, we have tablets. I feel like those devices are a little more capable because um, I, I just don't really know where the Echo Show fits in. I guess that that's my dilemma. I don't I don't see it um, really fitting into my tech ecosystem and how I specifically use devices. But that's just one use case. Other people may find a specific purpose for it like maybe they'll put it in their kitchen and they'll watch YouTube videos while they're they're cooking or something like that um so it it definitely has a potential to find a home in some people's homes um I'm just not 100 percent sold on it yet it's the type of thing I need to I need need to try out and kind of put it through its paces before um I'm able to say whether or not it's worthwhile
0: it's interesting. Uh, I've been uh, trying out the, uh, I think the Amazon Echo Spot. It's uh, again, got a video screen on it, but it's like a little small circular one. And I had it in the kitchen for the while, but um, the wife uh, basically, uh, you know, kiboshed that, you know, she doesn't like the Alexa devices to begin with. And now there's one with a screen with a camera looking at her all the time. So, uh, yeah. you know, the, uh, the show is going to, uh, I think be a huge deal breaker uh, again in my house. And again, for over $300, uh, I mean, it's cool. I I like the idea idea of having it in the kitchen. You can you know watch uh, YouTube videos about you know recipes and and things like that. But uh, again, uh, uh, I don't think it's going to be like a mass market thing.
3: Yeah, I mean, the Spot uh, was an interesting device, but there wasn't a lot of Canadian um, skills in terms of video on it, um, and also the display was too small to really use for watching anything consistently. Um, I know that you're able to watch some video content on it, depending on what app it was. Like, you could watch Amazon Prime Video, um, which is something I did once or twice just to test it out for a review. So, I I mean, the show does solve that problem by giving users a larger display. Um, But again, I I just don't know if it really will fit into many people's homes.
0: We're talking with Patrick O'Rourke from Mobile Syrup, a great website uh, for all your uh, mobile and digital assistant uh, needs. Thanks for joining us, Patrick.
3: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, we come back from the break, still a lot more to talk about in the world of apps, uh, of course. So we'll be getting to our fitness and travel apps of the week. So stay tuned. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Graham and Christina here. We've got a few more apps to talk about before we get to our fabulous travel app of the week. And this is a glorious one. Let's get fit with Graham. What is our fitness app? So our fitness app of the week,
2: we've talked a lot about personal training. We've talked a lot about eating. uh, But in between that, we have something that's very important, no matter what type of exercise you're doing, and that is stretching. 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 It's good for you, right? So, and you need an app for that? Well, you do need an app for that, because not all of us know how to stretch properly. I know a lot of people who uh, engage in stretches that uh, either hyperextend joints or are pulling things in the wrong way. Uh, basically, I mean, we, a lot of people learn how to stretch in grade school, and, uh, you know, kinesiology and biomechanics has come a long way since then. We know that a lot of the stuff that we used to do isn't great, so being able to stretch properly is good. So this week's app is actually called um, Stretching and Fitness. Stretching and fitness. Yeah, so uh, basically, what it is, it's we've got an iOS link for it that we'll put up on the Facebook page. Uh, it's three bucks a month, or it's about thirty bucks a year. I could pay three bucks a month to learn how to stretch. And well, what it will do is it will give you a stretching routine that you can do at home or at the office, and gives you plenty of different positions and uh, poses that are good for practitioners of any level. So if you're like me, when I first started stretching, uh, my toes were a distant, distant goal. And so being able to get through to that and establish the types of stretches that you want to do that will take you through this process. So these are some very simple, very effective moves that you can do that will help increase uh, how limber you are and help make
0: exercise a little bit easier. Get limber. Yeah. What's the name again?
2: Stretching and fitness.
0: (laughs) Stretching and fitness. Yeah. That's easy. Creatively named app. Let's uh, hit our travel app of the week. We got Christina back who's back from, from traveling. What do we got?
1: This week, we have Culture Trip. This one is available on iOS and Android for free. Uh, Culture Trip is actually an online travel publication focused on global storytelling. T- and its app features some hyper-local information and recommendations. And if you create an account in the app, you can actually bookmark and like stories. And then it will actually filter resu- results intelligently based on your locations and the types of attractions you like to see
0: neat. That is cool.
1: Yeah, I actually really enjoy this. Often uh, the culture trip choices for restaurants, like recommended restaurants, are noted in Google reviews when you search on Google Maps. So I found that they have some great picks on there.
0: Again, the app's called?
1: Culture trip.
0: Culture trip. Yes. Free? Free. Free. I'm going to go download right now. That's all the time we have left here on the App Show. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected, every week here on the Chorus Radio Network. I think it's on in uh, Vancouver here, Calgary, Edmonton, even Winnipeg. Hello, Winnipeg. Hello, Winnipeg. This is Mike Graham and Christina signing off for the App Show. We'll see you again next week.